Pastor Henry Harder, the Renewal Singers, and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to Acts chapter 27, picking up our study with verse 27 and going through the first verse of chapter 28. On our previous study, we were given Paul's words of encouragement to all those on board the ship. He tells them that he had received a word from God, that the ship would be lost, but no lives would be lost. Now we pick up our reading with verse 27, and Luke continues. About midnight on the fourteenth night of the storm, as we were being driven to and fro on the Adriatic Sea, the sailors suspected land was near. They sounded and found a hundred and twenty feet of water below them. A little later they sounded again and found only ninety feet. At this rate they knew that they would soon be driven ashore and fearing rocks along the coast, they threw out four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. Some of the sailors planned to abandon the ship and lowered the emergency boat as though they were going to put out anchors from the bow. But Paul said to the soldiers and commanding officer, you will all die unless everyone stays on board. So the soldiers cut the rope and let the boat fall off. As the darkness gave way to the early morning light, Paul begged everyone to eat. You haven't touched food for two weeks, he said. Please, eat something now for your own good. For not a hair of your heads shall perish. Then he took some hard tack and gave thanks to God before them all and broke off a piece and ate it. Suddenly everyone felt better and began eating, all 276 of us for that is the number that we had aboard. After eating, the crew lightened the ship further by throwing all the wheat overboard. When it was day, they didn't recognize the coastline, but noticed a bay with a beach and wondered whether they could get between the rocks and be driven onto the beach. They finally decided to try. Cutting off the anchors and letting them fall into the sea, they lowered the rudders, raised the foresail, and headed ashore. But the ship hit a sandbar and ran aground. The bow of the ship stuck fast while the stern was exposed to the violence of the storm and began to break apart. The soldiers advised their commanding officer to let them kill the prisoners, lest any of them swim ashore and escape. But Julius wanted to spare Paul, so he told him no. Then he ordered all those who could swim to jump overboard and make for land, and the rest try for it on planks and debris from the broken ship. So everyone escaped safely ashore. We soon learned that we were on the island of Malta. So glad that I found out he would bring me out. 
Luke states that they threw the remaining bags of wheat overboard to lighten the ship. This was grain which had probably been kept for a food supply. But now the lighter the ship, the further it could sail into the shore. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. The sailors, the soldiers, the passengers, and the prisoners gave up all hope of being saved. The storm had battered and driven the ship off course for many days. They hadn't been able to see the sun during the day nor the stars at night. The storm continued raging. Luke writes, We finally gave up all hope of being saved. Then Paul had a word from God. On the basis of that word, Paul was able to predict that, number one, the ship and cargo would be lost. Number two, that the ship would run aground on some island. And number three, that no life would be lost. All 276 aboard would be saved. Then Luke writes, on the 14th night we were still being driven across the Adriatic Sea. That was the way the Mediterranean between Crete and Malta was referred to then. When about midnight the sailors sensed they were approaching land. They took soundings and found that the water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it fall away. Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he had said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Altogether, there were 276 of us on board. When they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. When daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but they saw a bay with a sandy beach where they decided to run the ship aground if they could. Cutting loose the anchors, they let them into the sea and at the same time untied the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and made for the beach. But the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. The bow stuck fast and would not move, and the stern was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. 
The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks or on pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached land in safety. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. Now to go back for a moment. Evidently, the sailors didn't believe Paul that no life would be lost. Perhaps they couldn't believe that there was a man who had a word from God. Perhaps they couldn't believe that there was a God who could speak, who could communicate with man. Never had they experienced a speaking God. Theirs were only dumb idols. To have a God who actually communicates with his creation was unheard of. But that is one of the unique points of the Bible. God from another dimension has broken into ours, our dimension of time and space, and he has broken into our language. We have his message recorded for us in man's language, the Bible. His greatest word was when he himself came to disclose himself to us in Jesus Christ. These sailors couldn't accept that Paul had a word from God, that no lives would be lost. So on the pretext of going out to lower anchors from the bow, they attempted to get into the lifeboat and cast off. Evidently, Paul was well aware that no seaman would lower anchors from the bow when anchors from the stern were keeping the ship into the wind. He knew the sailors were trying to save their own necks and make a run for shore. He let it be known, and the soldiers cut the lifeboat loose and set it adrift. That seemed to be a stupid mistake. No one would be able to use it. Later, when the ship did run aground, the lifeboat was unavailable. They were shut up to God. When circumstances dictated that there was no hope, when for various reasons they hadn't eaten for 14 days, then Paul encouraged them to eat. It must have seemed ludicrous. They were going to die anyway, why eat? Paul took food, thanked God for it, and gave it to them. Evidently, Paul exuded confidence. They all ate and were encouraged. Welcome daylight finally came. Darkness can be terrible and frightening. They saw a sandy beach, but before they could reach it, the ship ran aground and began to break up in the storm. They would have to abandon ship. Problem for the soldiers. If the prisoners escaped, the guards would be sentenced to the fate of the escaped prisoners. Solution? Kill all the prisoners. That was the only way to keep any of them from escaping. Again, God's hand is so evident in this narrative. The centurion had come to trust Paul. He ordered no killings. But those who could swim should try for shore. Those who couldn't should find something to hold on to and paddle for shore. All 276 made it safely. They found themselves on the island of Malta, south of the island of Sicily. They were all safe just as God had promised. God had spoken. His word came true because his word is true. So is his greatest word, his greatest self-expression, Jesus Christ. He once said, I am the truth. Believe him. He also said, no man comes to the Father but by me. 
that statement too is true. You cannot find God or come to know God in any other way than in Jesus Christ. Believe him. He can be trusted. a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.